This is Societal Deconstruction Podcast, or SDP. Tonight's episode is number 16, Living to Die, Destigmatizing Death in the Modern World. We're going to talk about death a little bit. My name is Boat, and my two guests here are Bryce and Hunter. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Bryce, how's it going? Good. I'm glad to be back, and I'm ready to talk about death in the macabre. Yes, the macabre. And the macabre. Macabre. Oh, macabre. <laughs> and the maudlin. <laughs> and then our second guest is my friend Hunter. Hello, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, Hunter. How are you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> Enjoying life until death. Oh. <laughs> Live in the moment. That's all you can do, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Why worry about what's going to happen in 20 years? might be dead already. Yes, that is the focus of today's show is how our society, specifically American society, I guess, that's all we have. Uh, first-hand yeah. experience with uh, handles and kind of talks about death and you say that we should talk about it more and I think we should because when, you, when you're actually facing it or thinking about it for whatever bizarre reason you think that it's such a such a solo journey and maybe you feel so alone I mean everybody must because you are alone you have to do it alone I mean also it's kind of like the tab people think they're like a taboo to talk about it before it happens Maybe they're afraid they're going to jinx themselves. Yeah, true. But I think if it was talked about more, people wouldn't be so afraid. Maybe people would know, not know what was going to happen, but at least have an idea of what might happen. We're willing to just accept it because it's going to happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah. We're all living to die, aren't we? We hate not knowing things. As humans, we hate like the unknown and, and I hate not surprises. being able to figure stuff out. So and it's like, it's truly something we can't figure out because anybody who experiences it can't ask them. <laughs> and I'm like a problem solver type of person too. So it's like, I want to know, I want to have it figured out. I want to be able to tell other people to chill them out. Yeah. I want to know to chill myself out. And it's just that it's that it's the element of surprise, the not knowing, I think. Do you think the worst part of death is the not knowing or not being here or being afraid of the actual process? I feel like it might be being afraid of the actual process because you already know if all any religions correct you know what they are the afterlife is you already know what it's going to be mm-hmm. but if it's just nothing you have nothing to worry about either but true then if you don't know anything you don't know what the process is going to be before you even die then that's even more startling than what's going to come afterwards so basically you have three options you have you're going to go to a good place a terrible place or neutral, nothing will happen yeah, or a neutral purgatory Kind of. Well, I mean, purgatory. Oh, what if you just go to fade to black? Like it fades to black and it's nothing. I kind of feel like it's going to be like when you were in your mother's womb, you were nothingness. You were just there. You didn't really have any feeling at all. You didn't know anything. You were basically not alive. And then when you die, it's going to be the same thing. Nothingness. So emptiness. The soul. When do you think the soul enters the body? Do you think it's in the womb or do you think it's at the first breath? I think it's when you pop out yeah at the first breath yeah mm-hmm. i think that too it's the only thing i can imagine because you once, don't once you're severed from your mother and you're like in once they cut the umbilical cord yeah. sure. i read something uh, a couple months ago and it was it said um the soul comes the soul chooses a body and comes with a purpose something like that i don't have it that's not correct that's optimistic Close. <laughs> a soul that's another thing about the afterlife 
there are so many different versions of what the end could be. And some of them are really awesome. And some of them are really terrifying. Terrifying for sure. Yeah. It's like the soul is just in a capsule. The soul enters a body. Flesh suit. Yeah, and comes with a purpose. Something like that. So then when you die, when do you think the soul exits your body or does it? I think if it enters it at birth, I think it would exit it at death. I mean, that would make sense. And not just sit there for eternity. Like my grandma passed away a couple months ago. Shout out to Grandma Sue. We miss you dearly. Um, and I was thinking about it, like when she died, what she what she went through, or what she thought about, or if she knew she was dying, or what it was like when she got there. And um, so I was doing some research and stuff about the soul and you know death and whatever. I don't remember what I looked up, but. It said that when they do studies and, you know, hook somebody who's dying up to like a machine and have their, like their brain, um, brain activity hooked up. I don't know what that kind of machine is called or whatever, but when they actually, right before they pass, it was showing that the part of your brain that stores all your memories was having a bunch of high activity. And they were saying that it could be like when you, when they say your life flashes before your eyes, before you die, are you going through all those memories? Like a, like a video reel? Right before you die, do you see almost everything that happened in your life or every memory you have stored up there? Because that would be really cool. It could be overwhelming. <laughs> like a flip book of all however many years you were around. Yeah, like a memory from every year or like your best memory from every year or just your best memories in general because the ones you have actually stored in your brain or, you know, told your brain to remember. I think. I feel like it would just be astonishing. Yeah, no, and then you die, so you can't even yeah. comprehend it. But no, well, I maybe think... it would take the pain away from what's going on with the death. If you're seeing all that stuff while you're dying, whatever pain or horrificness there is, maybe that it's seeing your, brain your life trying to calm you down. Exactly, like yeah. you see all that happened in your life instead of what's happening in death. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nice. I mean. If your life does flash before your eyes, it's one way you could look at it. What if your life was terrible? You get the Spotify wrapped of your life. <laughs> yeah, wrapped. We just watched our Spotify wrapped on Societal Deconstruction Podcast. Thank and you, come Pakistan. to find out. Yes. Thank you, Spotify. I mean, if your life was terrible, then you would just relive all the nasty, horrible moments you did to someone or that happened to you. That's hell. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to straight to hell. Yeah, or you just Maybe. go straight to nothingness. Yeah, right. Or you fade to black. That was a Metallica... Um, so, was it a song or an album, Fade to Black? You don't know? I don't know. I'm not, oh, for Christ's sake. not a huge Metallica fan. Not a huge Metallica fan. Jesus, I saw him three times in concert. Oh, my goodness. Fade to Black, I think, was the Black album. So hardcore. I don't know if it was called Fade to Black or if there was a song, Fade to Black. I don't know. But I wonder if that's what they were talking about. <laughs> I feel like that would be a song. Fade to Black. Do you know that the, uh, do you know that the song, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls song from the Ride the Lightning. Yeah, I know the song. I heard it had a story behind it, too. I probably told you because it was was, based on Hemingway's novel, Mm -hmm. For Whom the Bell Tolls. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about the main character or anything. It was about in the Spanish Civil War. There were, I think, three or four men on a hillside that were going to die. And it was, you know, some of the lyrics talk about right before you die, like, "Look, look up to the sky because it's the last time you will or something yeah, so, true. something like that. And so it's about them all getting annihilated by, I think it's helicopter fire. Not in the Spanish Civil War. <laughs> no? No, no, definitely not. Why? 
because that was like in like 1910s. Yeah, but the the Hemingway book is based on that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right, and the oh, okay. the song is based on the story from the Hemingway novel. I don't know yeah. if it's a true story. I don't think so. I think Hemingway made most of his books up. I mean, if he did, he did a great job. It's pretty good. Hemingway's a baller, man. I want to have an episode about Hemingway. Oh, I'd be down to do that. I wrote a blog about him. He's a super interesting dude. He did so much in his life. And while he did all this shit in his life, he wrote like 30 novels. Like they just must have just wrote him while he was flying airplanes and in wars and fishing and in Cuba. And he was, I did everything. He was at D-Day. He was yes. on the ships there in Normandy. Yep. Mm. Like, and he, he, was like a, he was a reporter. Too many books. In World War One, So he was over there in World War One. He was over there in World War Two. He lived in Paris during... Um, a time when there was a whole bunch of like famous people that lived in Paris, um, artsy people. And I can't think of any right now, but, um, yeah, he lived in mm. Paris. F Scott Fitzgerald was one of them. Oh, he wrote the great Gatsby, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. He lived there during the time. And, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. but anyway, we, we digress, but <laughs> well, we could talk about Hemingway, um, true Florida icon. Hemingway lived in Key West mm -hmm. and there's his house is now a museum with his cats, but he also lived in Cuba and he also had a house out in Ketchum, Wyoming. And that's where he died in might be, forgive me because I can't remember all this stuff exactly, but I think it was 1969 or 68. Oh, he died to a gunshot in the head Ooh. from a shotgun that his wife says he was cleaning. Well, I feel like, he had a lot of time around guns, right? He was in two wars. He was a hunter. He hunted in Africa. He was in two plane crashes in Africa, by the way. That's true. He was a big game hunter. It's a mm -hmm. very Courtney Love-esque story. So wouldn't you think he would know his way around guns and he wouldn't shoot himself while cleaning one? Yeah. So they all, the, the, the question saying. out there is, did he commit suicide? Was it an accident? Or did his wife shoot him? Because she was there. She's the only one that was there with him. I feel like his wife would shoot him because throughout all those years of experience with the guns, he knows the safety of them. Right. He has to know if he's cleaning it. I guarantee he can take that gun apart, too. Exactly. Did they have problems? Potentially. Ooh. He was a um, he was tortured a soul. Yeah, he, he was, was a drunk, drunk and a tortured soul. Maybe he beat her. I mean, it's also back in the day a little bit. When that was more acceptable. Yeah, almost everyone beat their wives a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, especially like when the guys came home from World War II, I feel like. Seeing all their friends get blown up. You're a little edgy. You're a little yeah, they edge. all drank and beat their wives. I mean, that's what that's what they that did back then. Yeah. Yep. They went to work all day, hated their lives, came home and beat their wives and got drunk. Had some, yeah, had some alcohol, beat their wives, and then had dinner. Because back then there was no programs for vets, really. Not back in World War II. You were just supposed to suck it up, pull up your bootstraps, and... Go fight a war. Yeah, don't think about all the blood and gore. And You know, it was Veterans Day just a couple weeks ago, and every Veterans Day I always think deeply about those guys, especially the World War II guys. Something like resonates. Not many left about that. Yeah, and like if if you've seen any of the the World War Two in color or anything like that, Crazy. any of those um, any of those shows, what those guys did. I mean, they were literally plucked out of here, regular life in America. They're working a job, dating a girl. Maybe they got a couple kids. Maybe they just got married. Maybe they. Well, you after know. Pearl Harbor, everyone wanted to go. Like people would like kill themselves if they couldn't yeah join. yeah there yeah, was a big fight, yeah, more like it. vietnam was getting plucked out of your your good life and getting sent true to something that didn't even matter. but they, okay so they all wanted to go but once they got over there you think they fucking wanted to be there right i mean, do you I mean know, what they got thrown into do you know about the, what happened during the war after we declared war on uh 
Japan for bombing Pearl Harbor. Oh, what we did over here to the Japanese? Yeah, we oh, fucked yeah. them in the ass. We put them in internment camps. Yeah, we destroyed them. What is it? Basically, concentration camps. They expected us to declare war and then attack them months and months later. Three days later, we declared war and then had Navy ships go out immediately. They were not prepared for us to come and bombard their ass. But they fought like they fought like crazy. Like they had the kamikaze pilots. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, but they're also stupid enough to go on a stranded island with thousands of crocodiles in the middle of the night. I've heard that and, story. And then kill all the wildlife so they're starving for fucking a month. And then go walking through the swamp when the uh, Americans come there. I think it was the British. Which island was that? Ramry. Uh, and it was the British that chased them into the swamps, and apparently, like all of them, got eaten by crocodiles. And stuff. Uh-huh. It's because they were the encampment was on the island, and they were hunting all the game because they were stationed there. And then the crocodiles had nothing to eat for a long time, and were starving. Now, on SDP, we enjoy a good story about the crocodilian species uh-huh. of the world. Were they crocodiles? Or were they alligators? Or no, were they, they were, something else entirely? They were salties. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, have any of you guys heard or seen the story of Okinawa? No, like just in the war. It was like one of the last islands we took. Yeah, yeah. And a, a shit ton of our guys got killed, like thousands and thousands and thousands. And when they got on the island, there were no Japanese to be found. And they'd just been through a bunch of crap and they were tired and irritated. They get on the island and it's like a tropical paradise. They're ready to be done. There's no Japanese to be found. They're just like, what the fuck? Maybe they're not actually on here. Oh my God, maybe we can have a break, you know? And they're just like having a couple good days. Then they get opened up on. No, nope. then all of a sudden it starts pouring. Pouring, 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 and it pours for days and days and days. They're walking water like up to their necks. Yeah. Everything they have is soaking wet. Nothing is dry. It's miserable. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah right. fuck that. So then they go a little farther into the island and they can finally get dried out. And you know, wouldn't you just be over it at that point? Mosquitoes and shit. Jesus Christ. Well, then they realize the island has several hills. And as they start to go, they're like, okay, we just have to cross these hills and then claim what they claim the island at the end of it after they get through the whole island. I don't know how that works. But as they're going along to go through these hills, they find out that the Japanese apparently have all these bunkers yep. drilled into these hills and a million Japanese are hiding in all these hills. So then they have to kill all these Japanese before they can take the island. And the Japanese knew what was up. They've already been there. So they knew the lay of the land and everything. These guys are just walking blindly into the shit. So a bunch of our guys got killed at the beginning. And then somehow we took them over. Somehow we just, they just kept going, kept going, kept going. and Better supplies, better support got them all somehow and then the um well, we were also fighting with anger yeah straight sure. anger they because... probably were too though yeah no. no japanese were pretty fanatic but we were pissed off and we had better everything we, were like, this we had better guns mm-hmm. yeah we had we had a better military back then too yeah so towards the end of it their leaders can't remember their names but a couple of the japanese guys they go up to the very top of the biggest hill and they commit harikari mm-hmm. do you know what that is I know what seppuku is, but... Same thing. Oh, just killing yourself in a crazy way. No, it's like <laughs> taking a, a, their sword and like cutting oh, yeah. like under their thrust and around and down and around like a big C in their stomach so all their guts come pouring out. Ow. Ow. What a way to go. It's supposed to hurt. Oh, shit. Yeah, because they weren't good that. enough. They, they would rather, instead of losing, they would rather die in battle than lose, mm-hmm. right? They would have a, a more... Um... Oh, so this is interesting. This goes with our episode. They would have a more, what would you call it? A more favorable afterlife, a more uh... yeah, like a more um... morals for their own like battles. 
a more like a more distinguished death, but that's yeah. not the correct word. Like a, a I mean, kind of like Vikings. Like if you didn't die in a battle, you were kind of a pussy. Right, right, right. Like you would be, your legacy would be dishonored. <laughs> right, more favorably looked on if you died in battle than just being a loser. Yeah, there was one story of a kamikaze pilot who was rejected, or he wasn't a kamikaze pilot. He applied to be one, and he was rejected because he had a wife and two kids. And so the wife drowned the kids and killed herself so he could be a pilot. That's the kind of enemy you're dealing with. Because they can't have a family? No, because uh, so he could be like so be he a kamikaze pilot and honored the the emperor and stuff. She killed her kids and herself because he wasn't he wasn't eligible if he had a family. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. what I was asking. Gotcha. That's ridiculous. That's dark. That's ridiculous. That is crazy. What about in Japan, the forest, the, oh, the suicide the forest. Suicide forest. I like Japanese love death. They love committing suicide. <laughs> but I feel like the forest is just there because it's a shame and dishonor to your entire bloodline if you do it a normal way that's painless. So they go into secluded fucking forest. Oh, hmm. Where they won't normally won't be found. That's a... So suicide isn't looked on favorably? Not at all. That's why you do Harikari. Only in battle. Mm -hmm. I see. It's Harikari, and what was the other word? Would you seppuku. say? Seppuku, yep. Basically the same thing. Harikari is the act. I had, did a suicide episode on here, and I researched it. Harikari is the act of cutting yourself open, and seppuku is the whole, the whole friggin' thing of it. Oh, okay. Kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. The whole, like, story behind it, and the whole, you know, everything that happens. It's still ridiculous to think about. <laughs> That's how they end up committing suicide in battle. But could you imagine actually yeah, taking a sword and inserting it into your abdomen and then cutting all around while your guts fall out yes and no like if you know the enemy is gonna do worse i'd rather just be shot yeah right grenade i guarantee someone bayoneted a motherfucker just let him bleed out and then do it multiple times Ooh. i wonder if any of them got bayoneted up the ass probably gaddafi did probably. They, they fucked gaddafi with a bayonet and he loved it they did yeah. what do you think they did to saddam uh when the seals found him you mean Osama? Saddam? Saddam went to prison, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, bin Laden, yeah, when they found, the SEALs found Bin Laden. Um, Unless he's still alive. Like I the... think we got him. I think we got him. I think we got him, too. I kind of just feel like we threw a bomb in that motherfucker and then stood outside with machine guns. Right? I think they went in there and tortured his ass. But I've heard so many, SEAL, I'm sure they are SEALs, but I've heard so many guys tell stories about being on the mission, and I've heard, I've just heard a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then there's um always chatter about Oh, is he actually dead, or is he part of the Illuminati, or... He was in the CIA. Is he? <laughs> he was in the 80s, I think. Who, Bin Laden? Yeah. Our CIA? Mm-hmm. How the fuck? What? Yeah, makes you think, huh? <laughs> Everything is always fuckery with the CIA. No kidding. <laughs> they funded the goddamn Contras. They started the crack epidemic. They... Oh, we could get into... They, so oh, they CIA killed Kennedy. Animals. They killed Kennedy. They did? They, um... Now they've had Bin Laden. Bin Laden was a C member of the CIA. Mm -hmm. They're also the ones that Nick uh, are the ones who activate the nuclear warheads for wartime. Oh, Perfect. Really? I didn't know that. Perfect. That shouldn't what? that shouldn't be allowed. Right. <laughs> we had to do um, when I was a kid in school. We had to do um, nuclear war uh, um, drills. Drills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you guys? No. No. <laughs> it was a cold war when yeah, I was in school. Exactly. I mean, Reagan was president. We had, we had a drill for fucking everything. You probably drilled for school shooters. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, too. Oh, no, that was before we, school school we didn't have school shooters. We had school shooters. Oh, oh you had real ones? Oh, yeah. You didn't even have to have a drill. No, in elementary school, there was literally a shooter across the school 
that was just walking around the school with his gun out. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. What school was that? Uh, my elementary. Which one? Uh, uh, I think you don't have to say. You don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, you don't have to say, but. Yeah, they're just the only elementary. Oh, okay. There's like 15 of them. Here. The one with the name of the city. <laughs> oh, Literally, the old the, one. The oldest. <laughs> oh, okay. There was like 15 of them now. Yeah, that was like high school, middle school, and now it's an elementary. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, now it's a. Now, Brand new freaking. No, now it's still the elementary school. That was the middle school they tore down. Oh, is the one across the street? Mm-hmm. Ah. The middle school. That's a private one. Wow. No. No, it's, I think it's public. No. But regardless, it's regardless. You got to get a lottery. To, you got to win a lottery to get your kid in there. So what happened? Did he shoot anybody or anything? He shot someone across the street and then just walked around the school premises outside of the gates with his gun out. And then every kid was literally screamed at over the intercoms to get into it, the closest building. Creepy. Mm-hmm. We never had um. It was startling. We never had any anything it really that scary. We had the the Cold War scared me because you ever watched that music video by um, Genesis? Oh God! Oh, somebody help me! Billy Joel. No, but I gotta I gotta pull Billy it up. Bear with me because these two kids are too young. She didn't give us much to go on. No. <laughs> No, it's um, it's a, it's a Genesis song, and the video was like a parody of Ronald Reagan, and um, I think it was almost like a, I think it was like a cartoon, or it was fake people dressed up as like Reagan and Nancy, and him, like being all fucked up, and how he's got the button right next to his bed, and he's gonna hit the button at any time, and how you just you're at the mercy of like this bullshit. Yeah, I mean, which I've, is I've true. I've not watched many Genesis music videos. Right, but, but I gotta uh, see, I gotta see what it was. It's called Oh Oh Oh. All right, talk while I think. Uh, no, the Cold War is terrifying, especially in Florida with the missile crisis. Fuck that. It's because Florida is somehow always the number one per, uh, state to get bombed. Well, like, really? For some fucking reason. So right next to Cuba. And all it's Disney. They want to kill all the kids and happy people. Yep, yep. You mean the capitalism happening in Disney? We had we t- we did make an episode about that. that our very episode. first episode, on, uh, yay! Our very Disney first episode was called "Living in the Shadow of Disney World" mm-hmm. with myself and Bryce. Look at this dog. Dashing you are the cutest thing I've ever seen. I mean, my Ava is our um, our um, mascot. Mascot. I mean, since Disney covers over three fucking cities, Land of Confusion. It was called. Does it? Do any of you guys remember? Okay. See? Do we remember? No. <laughs> that's Phil Collins. Those are the other that's um those are the other guys. Let me play a snippet of it because we're gonna be copyrighted. Yeah, we're gonna copyright it, but the, the lyrics. I must have dreamed yeah. a thousand dreams, been haunted care. by a million screams, but I can hear the marching feet. They're moving into the street. Is it like propaganda? Now did you read the news today? They say the danger's gone away, but I can see the fire's still alight. They're burning into the night. There's too many men, too many people making too many problems and not much love to go around. Can't you see this is a land of confusion? Yep. General gathered in their masters. Oh, <laughs> yes. <Ozzie. laughs> My favorite artist ever. I love Ozzy. Oh, he's so crazy. Literally. Crazy train. <laughs> yeah. And he, he says he says it was a toy bat. No, no. He says he thought it was a toy bat. Yeah. yeah I don't no, know. No, he didn't. He, he, he oh, this is pretty good, too. Oh, Superman, where are you now when everything's gone wrong somehow? The men of steel, the men of power are losing control by the hour. This is a time, this is a place, so we look to the future, but there's not much love to go around. Tell me why this is a land of confusion. Man said Superman, help. <laughs> and at the end of it, it's got Reagan, like, going to push the nuclear 
button. When was this? And created? as a kid, it scared me. Yeah, what year was this? It was. I can't believe Cold War didn't go nuclear. We I can't believe it didn't happen. We were, like, yeah, no shit. We were scared to death. Everyone was threatening it. <laughs> With an asshole hair away from doing it. 1986. 86? 86. So I was it's a lot 12. than I thought it would be. Yeah. A lot. I was 12. It went on for a long time. What? Let's see when the Cold War. Let's see the dates. Didn't the I say the Cold War started the day that Berlin was liberated. Was that in the um see now II. I'm too young to remember that. World yeah, War Two World War Two ended in what, forty four? Five. Forty five? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think that's when it pretty much started too. And then when do you think it ended? Whenever the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. Oh, that would you remember that? <laughs> no, I wasn't alive. No, I don't even remember that at all. I'm kidding. Oh, cool. Yeah, neither I, one of you neither one of you were alive when the Berlin Wall came no. down. No, wasn't it like the late eighties or early nineties? Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I think you two was there singing. Of course, Bono was there. Of course. Let's see, the date of the Cold War is considered to be March 12th, 1947. Pretty good, Bryce. Huh? To December 25th, Christmas of 1991. So the wall came down in 91 on Christmas Day. Ooh. If Merry that's Christmas, what. everybody. If that's what. Um, let me see. That's a great Christmas present right there. For the Russian Good people. old Americans get to destroy some shit. Yeah. Date Berlin Wall came down. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that Date wall. Date Berlin Wall came down. Thank you. I don't... Because I don't remember, so I think it has to be pretty fucking late. Berlin Wall. <laughs> We're looking up the lifespan of the Berlin Wall. We are. Fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, the lifespan of it's fucking massive. Yeah. I know that until we, you know... Yeah. Kool-Aid man threw it. Okay, the fall yeah, of the good. Berlin Wall is on November 1989. Oh, wow. And they say the Cold War ended in 91 on Christmas Day. Why Christmas Day? They must have signed something. Yeah. That's weird that it went on for two more years after Mr. Gorbachev teared down that wall. I feel like that's a good day to do it, though. Yeah. You know? The Christmas truce in World War One and shit. Mm-hmm. It's an even happier clause than Christmas Or maybe we had the wrong information or something. Because here, this is Wikipedia. That's pretty uh-huh. pretty I tr- good, right? I trust it. I trust it. It says the fall of the Berlin Wall on November 9th, 1989, during the Peaceful Revolution, was a pivotal event in world history which marked the destruction of the Berlin Wall and the figurative Iron Curtain. All right, listeners, put your strap-ons on and get in gear. This is Seidel Deconstruction Podcast, or SDP. If you can't say all that, coming back from our break. And we have Bryce. How you doing, Bryce? Good. You survived the break? I did. Good. What about you, Hunter? Did you survive the break? Eh, not really. I feel a little bit dead already. Yeah. I feel slightly dead. I do too, actually, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> I think it's like yesterday. I went to sleep early in the morning. What? Tuesday night? I don't know. Wednesday night? I don't know. I can't remember. And then I slept till like six o'clock in the evening. So I went to bed when it was dark and then I woke up when it was dark. And boy, that'll fuck you up. Let me tell you. Not knowing what year it is. Oh, it'll fuck you up. You don't know your own name when you wake up like that. You can't remember your passcode to your phone. You can't remember the phone. You can't remember the um, combination to your safe. You can barely remember how to fucking breathe when you do that. Have you woke up like that and literally can't open your phone because you can't remember the combo? Yeah, I, I slept for 15 hours straight. I was just so loopy when I woke up. It was like I was fucking drunk and high at the same time. I slept once for um over th- uh, like 72 hours. Oh, crazy dreams though. When you oh, insane. I have epic adventures. <laughs> epic. And then that whole day, they're just, the dreams are just 
tidbits of the dreams will go flash, flash through my brain, yep. flash, flash, but it's never enough to, you can't even get who the person was or what exactly you were doing, but you got the feeling that you had, you know, where you mm -hmm. were in the dream, but you can't quantify it. You can't identify it. You couldn't write down what happened. That's, That's what happens to me. I can't, can't remember dreams. I can remember the gist, but no specifics. I was doing really good for a while. Remembering my dreams. I actually was keeping a dream journal and writing them down, but I was writing them down as soon as I woke up. I'm not trying to write as soon as I wake up. And I think you have to. <laughs> well, you could talk and you could do, you could record it. Oh, sure, sure. See, what I can't do with that is I can only remember super, super weird, like no meaning, fucked up dreams. Mine are all fucked up. And sometimes <laughs> it's like, you know, deja vu type stuff too. Mm -hmm. A lot of mine are like that. And they say, if you have a dream like that in it, a lot of times it will happen. It's happened multiple times. So it could be deja vu because you had dreamed it and it already happened or you had dreamed it happened in a different life. I kind of think with a different life point of view on that, just because it makes a little bit more sense. Like you saw you in another like realm already experienced it. And now you're seeing something that you personally have already done. Do you think that when you meet somebody and you click like the way, like when me and you met on or we clicked right away, Bryce, we clicked right away. I mean, it took us a couple times because when we first met, it was at Edward's house, oh, which yeah. is always like a, a very strange vibe. So uh -huh. once we got out of Edward's house, we clicked right away. Yeah. You're saying you think that's uh, like you in another life? Yeah. Do you think we knew each other in another life? And that's why uh -huh. when, when you meet, you click so instantly. And then why some people, you, you can't even talk to them because you didn't know them. That's interesting. But that's way beyond my level of comprehension. I've never really thought about that. I mean, before. that's definitely a fucking possibility. Yeah. Anything's a possibility. I think this thing that I have going on with um, with George has something to do with another life. You are pretty invested. Really? Because of the way I went into it and the way that I couldn't stop. There was something There was some something pushing me to do it. It's something I would have never done normally in my life ever. Um, it's not it, nothing I would just be a go-to thing. It's there's something pushing me and making me do it and then making me keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And now I'm so interested that I just keep doing it. But I feel like it's, it's something... Um, above yeah i get what you're saying above all of us or outside of all of us yeah. and i think that there was something like in another life like like maybe george and i were related or maybe like we went through something other so we went through something together or like i don't think it was like a romantic thing i think it was just something maybe we were like like best friends are like really deep uh relationship or what if i was president of a country and he was vice president or vice versa <laughs> that'd be cool that sounds like a fun time what if i was the chef and he was my sous chef that would be cool to remember he really likes to cook yeah, it so right. do i right but i want to figure it out somehow and i think he's got to get out ever will no i think we will he's got to get out and since okay since i started the george thing and you guys will learn about the george thing here i know i've mentioned it a couple times but i don't know if y'all know exactly what it is um, helping a gentleman get out of prison who's been in prison for 33 years. Um, it's a big, giant, historic case with four different defendants, and it's it's just a lot to it. So I'm not going to go into it right now. But I'm trying to help him get out. I'm his advocate, so to speak. And um, I just think that, that we had something to do with each other in another life. Now, since I've started with this George case, um, I have gone to the astral plane, or another spirit realm world. or the spirit world or the spirit realm, whatever you want to call it several times. And, um, he prays for me every single day. And I've had some other weird stuff happen to me. And I just, it's, it's, uh, you can't define it. 
But anyway, I don't want to go on and on about that. I could go. That's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. Soulmates and shit. Twin nice. flames. Yeah, and I don't know it. You know, twin flames don't have to be romantic. Yeah, exactly. That's and neither do soulmates. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how much I buy into all that. I mean, I believe it's possible, but I believe that you can have more than one, honestly. Right. Ooh. I think so too. Because there's no set like person because each person fits you in a different way and could it just be somebody that you connect with like deeply yeah yeah because it doesn't have to be romantic it was <laughs> what i always believed it was, yeah, yeah. but i always thought soulmates was like a romantic thing it is kind of a loaded term though yeah, yeah. or twin flames that sounds very romantic. I mean, you have a soulmate but you know what twin flames are one soul that's split into two parts so so that's so to speak that's what they, they say must find each other <laughs> so that's what that's about mm-hmm. my buddy matt thinks we're twins me and him are twin flames. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. I don't know if I buy that. I just, I couldn't, I don't know if I could tie myself to somebody that much. Like, I'm a free spirit. I'm my own person. I don't feel like I am, my soul is tied to another soul that much. I'm wary of commitment. Write that down. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Huh. I totally am too. <laughs> I mean, it's not honestly. I feel like it's not a horrible, horrible thing, though. Yeah. Well, true. now I am, though. I wasn't when I was younger. Really? Oh, I've been just. Life has made me that way. Better enforcing things that shouldn't be. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, relationships are a very antiquated um, type of thing. Honestly. Construct. A construct. Yeah. yeah. Society. It's like you grow Whoa. up, you get married, you have Society. a baby, you go to college, you buy a house. All that's, all that's a construct. Like, I think. I don't think you should have to go to traditional school. I think you should have the option if you want street smarts or school school smarts. I think that you should be able to travel. You and your parents should be able to travel all over the world while you're young, you when you can afford it. it, when you've got the you know the it's strength and capacity to do it. Yeah, you should meet all different cultures. You should eat all different kinds of food. More people are figuring that out. More people are taking less traditional life paths. They are. They're getting like RVs and vans yeah, right. and going all over the place with their kids and that'd stuff. Cool. I think that'd be neat. Turn a U-Haul into an RV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like my parents were hippies. I don't think they wanted to do the societal constructs, but I think they felt forced to. Really? Mm-hmm. I really. Oh, my dad was out there. Huh? Like my dad didn't go to Vietnam because he was um went to UB University of Buffalo. Oh. Did that just cancel him out from being drafted? Yeah, usually if you're in college, mm -hmm. sends you. And he didn't want to go. He didn't believe in the war. He was very much a student. And I believe he did a lot of protests and stuff like that at school. I feel like protests don't really do shit, to be honest with you. We remember those kids that got killed at Kent State? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a protest. That was a National Guard, right? That killed them. I believe so. My dad was at some protest where something happened. I remember him telling me about it, but I can't remember. And he's dead, so I can't ask him. Protests yeah. only matter if someone dies. That's how it seems. I feel like it never really gets what you want to get across. Like, to actually happen and get done. Yeah. It's not I fun. think the protests with Black Lives Matter... That changed helped himself. a lot. Yeah, probably I think it changed something. a lot. Yeah, and that's the only thing I've ever seen in my lifetime with protests that actually changed anything. Hmm. But also, did they protest? They must have protested the Cold War and stuff. I don't remember that. I was probably too young. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And protested like nuclear bombs in Vietnam and shit. Oh yeah, must be. They must have protested nuclear so nuclear bombs war against half the world. Yeah. Hello, Ava. It's a good idea. Yeah, Ava's snoring. But I was actually surprised. Like, Black, Black Lives Matter really... Um, that was so big, though. It's, it changed the way I thought about a lot of stuff. It's still kind of big, too. 
civil rights kind of changed some stuff too, but that was a long time ago. And it seems like people forgot True. a lot of the stuff that they changed in civil rights. They forgot how important and how, how, how big that was then, because that yeah. was, that was a, that was the bill that uh, JFK wrote right before he got assassinated. And I believe it was passed after he got assassinated by um, president um, Johnson. I think Johnson got into office after um, Kennedy yeah, died. And um, so Johnson passed the civil rights um, amendment or whatever it was. And that was saying that um, blacks or people of color did not have to have a separate bathroom. They did not have to ride in the back of the bus. The Jim Crow laws pretty much. They couldn't be, um, they couldn't be um, segregated. segregated or, or um, ah, I can't think of it, but like at their place of employment, you know, they couldn't be treated less than oh, yeah. if they were a different color and in school. And that's when they desegregated the schools. After that? That was part of the bill. They desegregated all the schools. And what year was that? Kennedy was assassinated in what? 69? Was it? I thought it was earlier. I thought like it was like 62. No, no, no. It was late 60s. Oh, look it up, Hunter. No, maybe I'm wrong. It now was the early 60s. Landing. Yeah, I'm I think. Yeah, I think it was like 60, 62 or 63. So, yeah, that was early, early in the 60s. And um, I wonder what else, what else it had to do with. But you know what's really interesting? 63. Oh, I was right. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I like to be right. I like to be right. I don't know if anybody knows that. <laughs> but um, I was actually um, dating this guy for a while that was that was black. And we were sitting around watching TV one night and this documentary came on. It was all about the civil rights amendment. And that's why I know oh. what I know about it. Cause I watched this whole thing with him, you know, and he's the first black guy I'd ever dated and watching it with him was very powerful. Like I was watching it kind of through his eyes in a way. And it would just change the way I looked at everything. Not that I looked at things the wrong way or bad. I wasn't racist or anything before, obviously. No, just open your mind. It, it you really, really opened my mind. It was really, it was probably a really good thing to, to happen to me. I don't think he even realized what was going through my head. Hmm. I don't think I oh, even yeah. really told him because I think afterwards we just fell asleep. So you kind of got but, to see it from a different point of view. Mm -hmm. I also put on a Led Zeppelin video and he didn't know who they were. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just because he was black. He was, he was young. He was a lot younger than me. Still, uh, when was this? Like how long ago? 2022, February, January, February of 2022. Oh, that recently. Oh, uh, yeah. Say Not it what I was less thinking. Less than 2010, he should have fucking known. Oh, man, that's funny. He should have known. He should have known. Yeah, I thought it was okay. But I was laughing. I was laughing to myself. I was laughing to myself. But yeah, he was, um, he was like 17 years younger than me. So I was robbing the cradle a little bit. Gosh, dang. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fucking cuckoo. They're all 32. All the ones I meet are 32. Just go find an 18 year old. No. Yeah. No, I could not do, um, I could not do, I would not do it. I would not want to do under 30. Pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to do under 30. We just, there'd be, we would, we'd have nothing in common whatsoever. She says we're all under 30 <laughs> yeah. hanging out. <laughs> you know, you're, you're right. <laughs> and our good friends. But you guys are very mature for your ages. She's too. I'm sitting with her are, are under 30. <laughs> I feel that maybe you are because, uh -oh. well, probably to be my honest. friend across the street, he's, he's well, mature like for his age. It just depends. You're not like, who are the ones that annoy me? Vapid. What are they, what are they called? The ones that have that, that try to be so hipsters. smart and hipsters. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You're just too try hard. I don't think anyone likes hipsters. No. Besides hipsters. They've always been a meme. But they're always in cities. Yeah. No, we have hipsters. I mean, yeah, but we have hipsters here. Do they go to First Watch all the time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go there too. I think that's where I've seen them. I guarantee you, that is very hipster. <laughs> Do you think hipsters are afraid of dying? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you think they talk about it? I don't know what hipsters talk about. Honestly, yeah. how nice we're, their we're hair looks and how nice their beard looks. We're yeah. not we're not on hipsters level of of topics yet. We're what? behind. Okay, so these two cats with me are under thirty. I'm not going to say their ages, but I'm I'm not robbing the cradle. We're just friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we do get along very well. And what what is your guys' generation called? My generation was Generation X, and we're the best generation there was out there ever to be. I think I'm Z. I'm like at the very beginning of Gen Z. Because you're not millennial, you're before millennial. Yeah, no. I'm or after, after millennial. millennial. I'm after millennial, so. And the generation right now is Alpha. Alpha? alpha. Yeah, they got a cool name. Mm-hmm. What ages would Alpha be? Uh, I think it started two years ago. What age? Like eight? Like what age? No, like two. Two, years two old. three. <laughs> so like this is the very new generation now. Like current one. Probably one through five, maybe a little bit earlier than five. Five years old? Probably a little bit earlier, but yeah, this is the very new one, uh, Alpha, because the alphabet restarted. Okay, so my daughter is almost 19. What generation would she be? Gen Z. Ours, Gen Z. Wow, you guys are in the same generation as my kids. We're old Gen Z, though. That's crazy. We're on the border. What year is Generation X? I think it's like 69 through 81 or something like that. And I'm 74, so I'm like right in the middle. Oh, God, I just dated myself. How old yeah. I am? Ah. Well, everybody, I have a big birthday coming up, if you guys understand. My birthday's in January of 2024, and I was born in 1974. How old does that make me? 50. 2,000 years old. 50. You're an immortal witch. 50. immortal witch. Oh, God. You woke up the fucking bear. Oh, hi, Ava. How are you, precious? <laughs> if you guys heard any snoring in the background, that was Ava. She lives on top of a pile of pillows. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, do you think that in this podcast we have destigmatized death in the modern world? <laughs> we brought notice to it. I definitely brought a lot of notice to it. I think everybody should talk about it more in that way when people do die. Maybe you don't feel so alone. Or like you can talk to you can talk to your fellow people around you about it and not have to feel like you're scaring them or you know, because if I was getting ready to die, I like to talk anyway. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> I like to hear myself talk. But if I was getting ready to die, I'd probably want to talk about it. I don't know. Also, I feel like make it more like an accepted subject. Like, talk about what you're going to do after this person dies, your spouse or your brother or whatever. Like, you know what's going to happen, especially if they're ill. So just make sure you, like, have a conversation and not be a pussy about it. Right. It's pretty inevitable. Yeah. This podcast is not for pussies. It is people. not at all. Or for people that get offended easily. Nah. Like you could just turn it off right now. Pussy. Pussy-ass faggot. We don't mean that to anybody, you know, specific. We mean this to each other. Say something, Bryce. Say something non-politically correct. I don't want to get canceled. Who knows what will be offensive in 10 years? You're a nigga. Oh. oh. That wasn't me. Bitch-ass nigga. Bitch-ass nigga. Bitch-ass nigga. Packet nigga. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. Hey, I got the I got the end card from my friend Dwight. D-White. Cool. You give me the end card. I got the end card for my black best friend. My one black friend gave me the end card. And I don't use it very often, and I don't use a hard R, 
But yeah, I'll throw that out once in a while when I'm irritated at something. I'll call it a bitch ass nigga. I feel like like an inanimate object is usually what I say it to. Yeah, not an actual person. Yeah, not a person. But I feel like you have more than one black friend. I do. I do. It was a joke. He came up with it. He came up with it, not me. That's why I thought it was so great. Oh, people don't realize that they think I'm, you know, racist and only one black friend. But no, I have. You know, he's special. He's special Ed. But yeah, him and I have to do another podcast too because that'll be fun. That'll be my one black friend part three. Uh, Nobody listens to my one black friend part two. Why not? It's called uh, We Might Not Make It. Was it the first one? Based on the weekend song. We Might Not Make It. And it's my one black friend part two, but it's one of the least listened to podcasts on this season. Season one of Societal Deconstruction Podcast. SDP. Season one is going to be wrapping up soon, guys. So you got to make sure that you listen to all these episodes and uh, do a review if you like us. Or, you know, even if you don't, I can take constructive criticism a little bit. You know, too harsh. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it, uh, whatever. But, um. Keep it at 100. Keep it at 100. Now, Naum. Not what? Naum. Remember that song? Nope. There's a song that plays on the weekend radio oh, on that, Sirius. That you, that we just, that was. Yeah, and the guy me. says something, 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 Naum. Something, 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 Naum. I don't know what that's supposed what to mean. What does Naum mean? If anyone knows what Naum means, please write me on our website. Well, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review on our website, societaldeconstruction.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and that will help us improve the podcast for your future listening pleasure. Again, societaldeconstruction.com. Hopefully I don't need to spell that. You shouldn't have to for our audience. Makes me wonder sometimes. Really? People, yeah, people make me wonder sometimes. But hopefully I think our listeners are all smart because our listeners are people that live for themselves. They do what they want, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. Yeah, they're their own person. They don't follow normal society right. rules. We don't follow societal constructs. No, that's the whole point. Like me, I sleep when the fuck I want to. You know we're still recording. when I want to. What? I was just letting you know we're still recording. Well, yeah, we're, oh, we're okay. doing I our didn't know, I know if you knew. We're finishing up. We're finishing up. Uh-huh. It's the ending part. So anyway, thank you all our listeners. We love you and um, are so happy to have you. Please listen to all the other episodes when you get a minute. minute. One thing about podcasts is you can put headphones on and do your laundry eat your dinner, you know, you can listen to him in the car, you can exercise, you can sleep, Forget you can sleep too. Except for my voice is probably too grating to sleep too. <laughs> nah, it's beautiful. It's like a siren. Ooh, mm-hmm. like a, like a scratchy siren. She said scratchy, just witchy. Witchy. Bitchy. Bitchy and witchy. Witchy and bitchy. Witchy woman by the Eagles. That's a good song. Anyway, really we hope you that. all have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Say bye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Toodaloo.